Stop talking about it and do it. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. Bowls and butts and bowls and bowls. I think it's Lorene. I think it's Lorene. Oh, Lorian. 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 Yeah. Lorian. What? What? It's the Boongana. Stupid! You're so stupid! (laughs) Yes. What's going on? And I want a non gay explanation. Mixing meat and smoke into pure magic. That's, uh,. Quite a feat. Wow! Are you kidding me right now? And look at this pin action. Oh. There it is. Cotton gin, douchebag. Cotton gin in the chat room's going, uh, a bunch of boomers in here. We stand accused in the chat room. But, uh, you know, that never stops us. It is a midnight special. In fact, uh, 12.05 a.m., According to my clock here in FEMA Region 7, uh, FEMA Region 7 headquarters, in fact, broadcasting live from beautiful Kansas City, Missouri, on uh, technically March 20th, 2023 here. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And joining us for the first time solo, but not his first time in the bowl, it is the infamous Cotton Gin. Hello, hello. Hey! Hey! How are we doing? Thank you for uh, having me. I'm doing great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for... How about yourselves? Agreeing to come on and to have it. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, we're doing great. Hell yeah. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Making it happen. Doing a late one. This is, uh, this is a new record. Yeah, thank you for... Uh, this was my request. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Being... totally. Uh, accompanying my time so thank you of course I appreciate it. yeah uh that's kind of the trick with bowls with buds in general is kind of like you know we don't have a set rigorous schedule or like uh anything to keep other than when our bowls can hang out or when our buds can hang out in the bowl <laughs> or when our bowls you know, oh, whatever. Yeah. when our balls can hang out whatever <laughs> all the above iso <laughs> iso 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 See, i hear it all the time yes speaking of isos uh for those of you who aren't on this tip yet, this is the uh, creator of the ISO bot you've seen out there in various chat rooms across the uh, No Agenda verse. And uh, yeah, I've, uh, that thing has been kicking a lot get it of going ass, man. More. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we uh, let me let me think where I want to go because there's like uh, I got a lot of notes here. I've been I've been okay. writing some stuff down, but um, I think that. Just to back up and fill in on some show lore, I guess. I was looking around because I was like, uh, I was like, has anybody like been in the bowl in person first and then come back like remotely second? And it turns out like uh, I didn't actually type in any research. I just had to like close my eyes and remember the last decade <laughs> of my life, which is always a struggle. But Same. Um, our bud Mike Hagen. We actually had in person 
way back in the first iteration of this thing. We did like less than 30 episodes the f- on the first run before we took a long-ass hiatus. And so th- he technically meets that criteria, although once we actually started doing Bulls with Buds and calling them both Bulls with Buds, you would be the first bud to debut in person and then connect remotely. Sweet. That's uh, an honor and a privilege. Fun facts, right? It was... Uh crazy i got to um be in the bowl for the first time in person with y'all and uh, lavish that was a, a great time yeah definitely it was a it was a, definitely a blast a memorable time <laughs> um indeed uh, i think the bowl is probably a little less tidy than when you were here if you can actually <laughs> believe or imagine that or more tidy. I've heard uh, you've rearranged things. You've got new cables, all kinds of stuff. I have. I've moved things here and there. The rearrange is nice. Uh, I think the screens are in a little different spot than when you were here. And the guest table is off to the side now. Yeah. So we can like sit in a circle. Yeah, it's a little more yeah. workable. For the next yeah. time that uh, you're back here. Yeah, exactly. It'll be uh, it'll be it'll be sweet. Uh, so we usually do this for. Uh, first time buds, but I don't think we really did this in person because when we do in person bowls, it's like I don't have any notes. I'm usually like hanging out the whole time beforehand, and so like I just I do even less than the little preparation I do for for uh, shows like tonight. But uh, we usually talk origin stories and like how we came upon one another's radars and such. And I do remember the first time I ever. Uh, heard spoken the name Cotton Gin uh, was Abel Kirby. And I think it was right when we were first starting out. I don't even know if we were actually doing the Abel Crafts yet. I think that we were still just uh, talking privately because that show kind of start- evolved from just us calling each other about the album. We were working on that album. Yep. Uh, and he was like, yeah, this old friend Cotton Gin called me up out of the blue. Uh <laughs> after a long time and he's talking all this like boosting music and uh, uh, music on the podcasting 2.0 lightning rails and all this stuff. Uh, and that was like the first time. And I remember he had mentioned that he just like uh, got a call from you and then you were just like there to chat all the time ever since. It's like, yeah, if I, I guess I, I don't even remember exactly how I, I guess I discovered podcasting 2.0, which kind of like I'd kind of fallen overboard from listening to No Agenda. And I guess getting back onto podcasting 2.0 just kind of got me back into it. And uh, at the right time, right place, I guess, I don't know. um, Abel Kirby's been an old friend of mine for many years. And he just reached out and kind of said, hey, you should listen to these guys, too. And turned me on to Bull After Bull. Nice. What a guy. Yeah. He's always a uh, Abel Kirby, always slipping, word slipping of the bowl. Yeah. It is. It's the word of mouth thing for so many reasons. I think like a big part of it is like it's it you are taking a chance, right? When when you love something that's really niche and I don't know, maybe not intuitive or maybe not uh something that just makes a lot of sense right up front, you know, like a like a long form podcast with a certain um format. I mean, probably even Rogan, like which was my entry point to podcasting, I think a lot of people's, you still have to invest a lot of time in order to like in order to understand what the hell's going on. 
And so there's always that risk, you know, there's always that like, oh, I'm going to tell somebody about this and they're going to like listen to like seven minutes and be like, where the fuck is this going? I don't get it. Uh-huh. And, but uh, then you also have like, I don't know, it's if coming word of mouth, it's like coming usually from somebody you might trust or have already some sort of rapport with. So totally. even if you don't necessarily get it, you might still stick with it for at least a little bit and see what it's all about. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Whereas that was it's just like on the internet and it's just some link somebody posts, you know, you might click it, you might not. You yeah. don't know. Well, I think that was definitely to my uh entry to no agenda like the guy that told me about it was also a drummer in the town i was living in at the time in my college town and i was posting something about rogan and the latest episode i had heard and like woo jumping up and down and he was like you should try like no agenda you'd probably like it and because it was him i did i got i gave it a shot you know and um it takes a while first to get in and then like the uh jingles kind of like are priming you and then all of a sudden you like are listening through the whole donation segment and that hooks you in. Cause that's another kind of layer to it, you know? And you're talking back, you're repeating jingles into the speaker or headphones or whatever you're listening on. Oh, it doesn't take long, right? Until you just start mm-hmm. <laughs> communicating exclusively in jingles. Uh, and ISOs, which I guess is kind of where I'm at right now. Just thinking in ISOs nonstop. Just every time that uh, you're hearing a show, you're like, I want that. We do that too with yeah. like watching, even when we're watching TV or something. Yeah, anything. We're like, oh, those three words together, I need those. Gotta have those. So how did you find No Agenda originally? Oh boy, that's a little more murky. My my, I have a really, really crappy memory. Well, I shouldn't say really, really crappy. Hey, you're in it's the right like place for that. <laughs> selective memory. I, I remember certain things. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I do remember uh, Adam pulling his gun on Twit, and that w- I used. I, all right, so I guess I should back up and say I used to listen to this week in tech. Okay, this is a story I've or not I used heard. To watch, so. uh, sorry, the screensavers. This was way back before this week in tech. Even. Okay, he was on the screensavers with Leo Laporte, I think, or maybe it was on Twit. Uh, like I said, crappy memory. <laughs> it's all kind of blending together now. Anyway, he pulled a gun. I remember that part. He Based. had like a little, his, uh, the the judge, was that the name of it? I forget. Judgment, something like that. It was a gold gun and he pulled it and uh, Leo freaked out. And <laughs> this is Adam, by the way. Adam was on. Sure. And then uh, I, I had always kind of known, well, not always, but I had been uh, listening to and watching John C. for a long time. And so once he kind of got kicked off of twit i jumped right over to no agenda and sort of stuck with it ever since well like i said i was overboard but aside from that (laughs) stuck with it solid harfat in the chat does remember pulling uh the gun pullage on twit yeah okay it must have been screensavers was like tv so it couldn't have been that that was many many years ago well if i understand the story behind the judge it was a a gift that he'd received when he first moved to austin yeah that sounds right. And so then uh, he ended up gifting. It was right around that time. He ended up gifting that on to Rogan. It was just like the uh, the traveling gun. It's like 2012-ish, maybe, somewhere around there. I don't know, 2013. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah, that's, uh, that's balls of steel right there. So that's how I found No Agenda. And uh, yeah, I guess 
I, I found you guys right around the. Um, it was a little bit more recent than that, huh? It was like two years ago, right around the pandemic. That sounds about right. Yeah, it was, I think, the summer of 2020 when we got started back up. So we were kind of AWOL for many years. And then uh, one guest on Hog Story was all it took to just come back with an absolute vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> like we did 27 episodes and then we waited, I don't know, f- almost five years. Yeah, and something then like that. Now this is uh this is three twenty or no two two thirty two. That's right. My number dyslexia is a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. That's fine. I have kind of like a word dyslexia. It's <laughs> yeah. Dyslexia is just spreading. It's just like the things flip order, you know, and I don't know how to really do anything about it other than think really hard about it. It's a real bitch when you're looking through and scanning code, right? Yeah. And uh, you know that it's just one character, two characters, something like, uh, I don't know, a class name that you know what it's supposed to be, but you have to read it five or six times. And then you get into that uh, effect where like the the thing looks weird because you've seen the same thing over and over oh, and over, whatever yeah. that effect is. Yeah. If it's there's uh, a name for it, if it's overused and then it starts just looking wrong, repeating, it gets me, it gets me pretty hard. Uh, I am sort of interested in the origin story also of this isobot. I understand mm. like, uh, you're running a whisper, uh, you're running whisper on like two s- different streams simultaneously so that one can pause and parse the, the live running transcription. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah. And it's, it's it just, <laughs> Uh, it's FFmpeg. I don't know if you're familiar with, um, how, how far deep, I guess you want me to get on what is oh, actually running on it. I should, go super I, deep. and I plan to open source it. So okay, at some point, so that way anyone can just run it. Uh, it's pretty lightweight. The AI stuff all runs locally. You don't need to train it for any kind of machine learning. It's already been trained. And it detects whisper, open AI whisper. It detects, uh, it's like speech recognition, just kind of a little bit more advanced. And then I take that and fuzzy match it based on what people are inputting into the, in, you know, what they want to isolate. And uh, if the match is kind of close, I output it, which is kind of the magic part. It just kind of works. It's weird. Yeah, that's part has been kind of crazy. So if you, I assume you've been doing a lot of dialing in as far as what time it clips and, and throws it out. I mean, uh, for people who have not tried it, if you're in the chat, you can hit uh, dollar sign ISO and then and then uh, put any string value after that, and the ISO bot will take your string value as a query, search the live transcript, try to find what you thought you heard and compare it to what it thought it heard and then it cuts an mp3 and links an mp3 file like right immediately. yep that's basically it it's magic even to even to me that's, i love that I, when you just put something together and it works so what was the <laughs> uh i don't know what was the spark or the drive like you just what got you well, thinking you uh, needed this thing i guess that's a, i don't know it's been kind of a few months years maybe a year or two just seeing like a uh, servo, another great dude has been writing and maintaining gal, another awesome bot. Totally. 
and he uh, has been handling the timestamp reset stuff, which is, you know, where people have been just typing ISO and saying what they want, and then you guys or whoever has to go back and manually pick it out, which works, and you probably still need to do it for other things like chapters. There's other stuff you're using it for that I didn't even realize until I started using Podverse. But anyway, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but anyway, I saw people doing this and thought, you know, you could probably just have something listen to the stream like I am now anyway and just cut that out and then send it as an MP3 to somebody. And over the last like month, I have some, had a little bit of extra time and just sat down and kind of focused on it, figured out how to make it work. That's the key, right? Like that hyper-focus and you just drop all the other dumb shit that usually distracts you see that's my big yeah. <laughs> that's my it's big hard. hook because uh, that's it does give me hope though because I there's a few projects I've been thinking about for one to two years <laughs> that I would really <laughs> love to I'd really love to have uh, I gotta really say uh, sorry to interrupt there no, not but at all. I gotta say thank you to Adam because he's 100% right uh, when I first l listened to podcasting 2.0, like he, people don't even realize what has been like unleashed at this point. We're still like, I don't know. It's mind blowing. Yeah. The whole, uh, I don't know. Podcasting 2.0 for me is the first thing that has really in a tangible way delivered on this programmable money promise. That Bitcoin right. has always had, and uh, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of other things out there, and I haven't, you know, explored every avenue or every nook and cranny. But like, it's the first thing that I have seen that really delivers on this promise, and I suspect that most other uh, things that have are some sort of degen trader tools and trader bots, you know, like things that will help you buy low and sell high. But and not, podcasting isn't like that at all. It's not niche. Right. Yeah, exactly. This is a, this is more of a, I don't know. There, it's like an answer to a, a question or a problem that's been pondered more and more uh, in recent times of this, like, how do we get both the content and the monetization, if you want to use that fucking word, uh, how do we get both of those out of these weird choke points of centralized control and back into the hands of the people who make the shit and the people who listen to the shit. And that really, there doesn't have to be another party other than that. We can go directly peer to peer, but now that's possible. In like a real tangible way. Yeah. In like a way With that's instant settlement been like up and running now for a couple of years. Pretty, uh, pretty unbrokenly really. I mean, uh, Not to say it's perfect, but there's been some, a little, there's, there's like the whole zap thing, right? That That's ongoing, I think, still. I don't, I've been kind of out of the loop uh, on running my own node, so I don't know. Maybe it's not as much of a headache anymore. But For me, I've never really noticed it. Maybe I just don't have channels that are sought out for that sort of activity. I don't know. I know that it was a big deal for the podcast index node that they run on Voltage, uh, just from what I've heard from the show. But, I mean, I've actually, since the whole Zap crisis, like, my channels have been, like, as stable as they ever have, which is, like, really nice. I haven't had a force close in 
in like two months. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah, hopefully it stays. Uh, I I understand that your note is kind of just uh, what you like left it at home like a latchkey kid. <laughs> yeah, basically, I, I I plugged it in and hoped for the best and said, okay, be nice, little node. You'll uh you'll just behave right and like all good technology, it behaved and uh, obeyed me and died like three hours after I left the house. Yeah, so, oh, man. I don't know. When I eventually get back to where the, the, the node is physically located and I can troubleshoot, I will uh, figure that out. But for now, thank, um, I'll knock on wood myself. Thank Albie. I, uh, I have something, at least. That's right. That's the beauty of it. And we do have Cotton Gin set up on an Albie split tonight uh, because this node is offline. Offline. It's it's just, it's lonely. It's waiting for you to get back. That's the yeah. one little pain point is like, you know, technology, the number one thing it needs is to be turned off and on again. And if you're not in the room to turn it off and on again, then that's just, that's just the way she goes, I guess. And people will complain and say that that's like a thing, but that's, that's everything yeah. these days. If technology goes away, if something goes offline, you know, it, it's going to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I do it's like that idea to of. I do like that idea of the Albi, you know, backup, or you could have. I mean, multiple backups. You know, you could. Uh, oh yeah. Do a similar thing That's in Fountain or up real fast. This or that, but yeah, I I love that there are multiple <laughs> options, and uh, it's just not one, uh, as we like to say, one single point of failure. Right. Got backups. And backups to the back. On backups, on backups. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Uh, that's the way to go, man. That's the way to go. Um, so let's see. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about Whisper because I've just, I haven't really done the deep dive on it, but I've heard you talk about it. And uh, it does it does a reasonably good, um, you know, live translation or live transcription. Is this something yeah. like... Uh, because that's the next thing I'm looking at is, is transcripts and chapters for this show. That's a couple of kind of gaps that we need to fill. Yeah, it's something definitely on my radar. Uh, right now, it, it, it is a little uh, CPU intensive to run the transcript through. So, like, I guess getting back to your, or maybe it wasn't your first question, but one of your questions was how is it listening on loops and all of that. Right. And so one of the reasons it's on two loops is so it can stop and uh, process through, and that takes a little bit of CPU usage. This is just my, anyway, my bot is running on a, uh, you know, a small server. Sure. It's not very powerful. So maybe if it had more more hardware, it would, wouldn't be as, as long, and I wouldn't need to record two loops. But uh, Whisper uh, does take a little bit of time, and what I want to do is have it, listen in real time and just output like an SRT or something at the end Sure. for your uh, transcript. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to investigate that some. I love investigations. See, that's the yeah. uh, other thing that I'm really poor at is like um, going in solo on these coding missions, which is, it sucks because like that's how it gets done is just one guy like, turns off everything else and just does something, you know, for a stretch of six nights or six weeks in a row or whatever it is. You just get lost in a code hole and then you come out on the other yep. side with something that's working. Um, 
and I've, I've always been a, a better at working in groups. And that's why I love teaching so much is because like in order to teach and explain stuff, you kind of are forced to come to some deeper understanding of, of just the fundamentals. It's the, uh, the whole rubber ducking thing, right? When it's you uh, exactly sit there right. and it doesn't matter if the person or whatever object you're talking to doesn't have an understanding. You just, you naturally get a better understanding by virtue of having to explain it. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is sharp. I think it's sharp and fundamentals for me, but then the uh, other edge of that sword is that beyond fundamentals is like this wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, I really want to get past the fundamentals into some uh, different things, especially with uh, outputting RSS from a data set and for. Uh, just handling and saving and timestamping MP3s and audio, which um, FFmpeg is the like is that my is that my go to? What exactly is it? is it like a Python library or? So the FFmpeg is just a an awesome open source tool that record records uh, and remixes video and audio. Okay. And then I pipe that into uh, the OpenAI Whisper, which is is a Python library. Okay. And um, lost my train of thought. Pulled out of the station. Yep, it just took off. It's all right. Choo-choo. It always comes back around. It always comes back around. What I'm trying to say is uh, that I, I need to just be more communicative. Another, another challenge I found is like, finding a central spot to communicate and collaborate when it comes to coding because uh the the nature of people familiar with with code and technology is they don't trust anything after a while and so then you'll get like some people who will only go on telegram and then everybody else hates that and you get some people who will be like well i just use discord everybody else hates that and some people are like, well, I have a Slack. Slack. Everybody else hates that. Uh, and then email. Email is just straight out. Uh, and then you'll have people who are like into some niche shit that's like new. Like, oh, do a, do a keat. That's the way. And so you have or, like uh, four people. GitLab. Four people on the planet that use that, you know. And so you're like, uh. oh, yeah, GitLab or GitHub or, you know. I've started a, I've started a few seeds of on all of these fucking things. <laughs> they tell yep. you, it's like, you have 14,000 accounts everywhere and you've lost the plot. <laughs> totally lost the plot. No. So now I got like, uh, five people, two of which are sort of active. And one of those two is me on, on all of them, you know, and no, there's no overlapping Venn diagram on any of it except for me. <laughs> so it's like, what's the fucking point? Uh, I, I think, if there was any kind of uh, gravity that I would pull it towards, maybe something in IRC or something like, uh, I don't know. Like if I had a preferred way to communicate and collaborate, I still, like a gun to my head, I wouldn't be able to pick the best one. It seems like it's like the one thing that just won't go away no matter, like it's been around since before the World Wide Web. So. I love it. <laughs> like kind of hard to compete with that it's brought us wonderful things you know it's brought us wonderful things uh speaking of wonderful things you might have heard some uh wonderful pins being slapped by balls this <laughs> whole time uh, and we have some boosts those are real-time boosts that we've kind of been alluding to 
earlier in the show. Uh, Podcasting 2.0, it's here. It's alive. If, you, uh, if you're a bowler, you already know that. And uh, we do have some boosts to read, including from Make Heroism for 9,540 sets mm. on a fountain. He sends a past my bedtime boost. <laughs> oh, I think I Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, you're not alone, Make Heroism. You're not alone. I think I had something for that, but where is it? Oh, here we go. Take you a nap. Yeah, there you go. Have a snooze. Uh, we also have Elite Boost 1337 from N4VX uh, out of CurioCaster. He said, third shift boost for the night crew in the bowl, Cotton Gin, Spencer, Spencer, and Lorian. And he tagged all of our NAS accounts, which uh, does get relayed by the boost bot, by the way. I had a little notification on uh, No Agenda Social, and now, ba-boom. It's a clever That's, way to... Uh, uh, another magical bot run by another magical dude, C-dubs. C-dubs. Yo, we, got, we got the best bot makers. We, we do. do. We really do. Not these. If I say uh, so myself. <laughs> not it's it's not your old boomer bot makers anymore, man. I'll tell you that. There's a, there's a new uh, there's a new crew, just cranking things out, and uh, it's pretty it's pretty excellent if I do say so myself. Um, what is next? Oh yes, Boobery hit us with the two 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 two. That's five twos. It's five ducks in a row out of fountain, and he sent a a YouTube link, which is. Always a risk, but here we go. You gotta, you just gotta get your 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 rap together, man. Like, like. And my name is Leo. Like I'm a two at large. I'm in the foxy ladies and I drive fast cars. I'm going down in history as the whitest rapper there ever will be. Now I'm feeling the highs and you're feeling the lows and the beat starts tapping into your toes. I got a degree in rapology. I got a PhD in rhyme, and I could go on forever. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, damn. Adam rapping on Twit. Twit 354, uh, in fact. It's the, uh, I believe the episode he pulled the, uh, the, the judge on. That's, uh, it, the title was Adam's Got a or Gun, but I did not see the gun. Uh, uh, the cowbell really made it. <laughs> he really, uh, he really went for it, man. I loved that. It's beautiful. Uh, that's the professional dismount too he stuck the landing when it's like when you fall off just be like i could go on forever <laughs> yeah it's perfect he killed it uh thank uh -huh. you thank you boobery for that uh enlightening boost uh 10101 sats a little binary boost from harv hat uh also in the live tag boosting from uh curio caster no note there uh there is a note however from servo Two three two three two sats out of Podverse, and he just says, "Hope this makes it to your node, bish." Uh, and it did make it to my node, uh, bish, because otherwise I would not be able to read it here in Helipad. That is the confirmation. But you never know with all these splits. You know, all I can see is, did my piece come through? Uh, and yes, it did. So thank you, Servo. And then finally, uh, the latest one you just heard. Rolling in as three, 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 three. That's five threes from Lavish out of Fountain who says, OMG, that cotton gin's so hot. Literally, I just took off my shirt. Oh, nice. I've unbuttoned mine. My uh, nuts are beginning to sweat. And I don't know. Too much yeah, flannel. It's pretty soupy. Too many in too the much, bowl tonight. Too much flannel. It is soupy. <laughs> soupy What's going on? Somebody, somebody open a window back here. Thank you. 
Yeah. I did open a window. I'm sorry if it uh, gets noisy. That's no, okay. No, it's been uh, pretty pretty good so far. And I got you gated. Gate your mates, man. That's how it goes. <laughs> um, I'll have to go back and revisit that whole twit. And then uh, I will have watched a whole episode of twit for the first time. Uh, I never sorry. Had, never have I ever Sorry yet. to put you through that. That's all right. That's all right. I'll, I'll do it for the, uh, for the lore. I'm uh, very into the lore, but I'm also not... Uh, I don't have like an incredible attention span when it comes to digging and diving, but if somebody points to or tells a story about something, I'll go back and like hone in if I know there's stuff I need in there, you know? But as far as like looking for needles in haystacks, I, I'm very bad at that. Well, well somebody who's very good is Booberry, who just plucked out the timestamp and the picture from the episode oh with Adam holding up the gun. The uh, autist that we deserve and need <laughs> comes to save the day. Thank you, Booberry. Oh, man. This, the way I see it, if I can actually see that thing and I can hit it with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the first time anybody's pulled a gun on Twit. That's Okay, fuck yeah. <laughs> there we go. I guess it's not the judge. I think the judge was gold and that gun looks like it's not gold. Yeah. But it's a I can't fat really tell revolver, though. Oh, man. That's hilarious. First time for everything. Man, he's, uh... 2012, that's over a decade ago. It's crazy. Yeah, wow. Craziness, man. It was the judge. Okay. I've been told by the chat room. Thank you. You have been judged. It was the judge. Cotton gin in the chat saying it's not the judge. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm... I was sort of encouraged or pleased tonight because it's a, it's one of the few times where the bud has more in common with Lorian, technically, because you both are mass holes. That's right. Oh yeah, from way back. Born in well, not born, but raised. Oh, you weren't born in mass. No, I was not born in mass. May I, I inquire uh, moved further? Moved there when I was uh, six months old, so very young. I have no memory of anything but Massachusetts as a child. Nice. Where were you born, Cotton Gin? Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hop, hop skipping a jump away. You ever explored Hockamock Swamp? Uh, I have not, but I have uh, heard it is pretty spooky. I grew up, like, pretty close to there. but yeah. This whole thing is very, very spooky. <laughs> Did you say... I sent you that documentary... About it, right? Yeah. The so uh, the triangle one, right? Bridgewater Triangle. Dude. Yeah, the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. Fucking freaky shit. <laughs> freaky shit, kid. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Massachusetts. It's a, it's a state. <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> Man. I don't even believe you. <laughs> and you've been going coast to coast a bunch over the past year, huh? Yeah. I um I'm currently on the West Coast now, so I'm not even anywhere close to Massachusetts. That's kind of wild. About as far as you can get, huh? Is that good? Is that bad? Is that bittersweet? Is it just what it is? Uh, it's just what it is. I like it out here with uh, Bizzle, my girlfriend. So it's it's all good. That is all good. And happy birthday to Bizzle, by the way. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. She'll appreciate that. Her birthday was on St. Patty's Day. Oh, that's crazy. That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Made for a wild, wild day. 
I bet. Just like honorary Irish if you're born on St. Paddy's. Right. Whether you are or not. Must be. Gotta be, right? It makes Gotta uh, be a rule somewhere. That makes sense to me. Makes nothing but sense. <laughs> uh do you want to give us? I don't. I don't want to intrude too hard. But do you want to give us like a Bizzle origin story? Like how I met her? Yeah. <laughs> is this another? Uh, just, it's, it's it's actually kind of funny. It's a uh, IRC. Yes. Right? All I comes knew. back to IRC. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. I had heard a well, rumor. Uh, oh yeah. I don't yeah. know if that came through or not, but I crack just... a lack. Yep. You've got some super thoughts going too with your keyboard. Are you on a mechanical keyboard over there? I haven't typed anything. Oh, moment, really? Really. Oh, oh, wait, never mind. When I'm doing the ISOs. Because I think you yeah, literally just did. <laughs> I guess that's coming through. Now. Maybe I'm crazy. I do not have a mechanical keyboard. Okay. I, I do, but not with me. Okay. Not on me. It's in It's in his other pants, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. It's in my other, other pocket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, you could play one of these ISOs that Cotton Gin is grabbing. To give listeners who may not be in the chat a taste of the isobot. Okay, so uh, when I said uh, it makes nothing but sense, isobot actually came up with a couple of tries, right? Uh, the first one it spit back was, that makes sense to me. Somewhere. That makes sense to me. Makes nothing but And it cut off what oh. you wanted, sounds like in the first one, because you were looking for nothing but sense, which I know is your sweet spot. Makes sense to me. Makes nothing but Ah, oh. yeah. I still have some uh, some tweaking to do. It doesn't quite get the cutoff and the end right, but yeah. it's like nine times out of ten it works. It's like that one time that it doesn't that it's kind of weird. So I don't know. And is that when it spits two back? Is it from both of those streams? It's pausing and trying on each of them. Nope, that's just coming from the one one stream that it's recorded. It okay. cuts it up into little individual bits and spits it back out. Here's another uh, thing that spit us at earlier. ISO gate your mates. And I got you gated. Gate your mates, man. That's There you go. Yeah, nailed that one. Yep. And I, I don't think I'll ever be able to get it perfect to the point where it's got the start and the stop. So I yeah. always kind of want to pad it a little bit so that whoever requests it can then maybe clean it up if they want to. Yeah. That... But it does make it kind of weird and hard to parse. I think it's fantastic what it's doing just from everything you've put together. It's already magic. I mean, Adam yeah. has said so, so himself too. So, uh, yeah, I it remember blows when, my mind. I remember when he first discovered the isobot, he was delighted and, <laughs> and we were just trying like hell to, uh, get him to say your name essentially. <laughs> uh, I'm glad he likes it. And, uh, he's totally right. I need to have it set up so that it can be like somebody can just cut it in on a split with maybe some sort of URL or something to the stream and it just starts recording and works from there. I don't know. I got to think more on that, but there's, that's the thing with all of this stuff, right? It just, you get stuck in this loop of thinking about new things. <laughs> oh, <it sucks>. tell <laughs> me. It's a hard, tough problem to have. <laughs> ideas? I can do ideas, man. I can do ideas. I've got whiteboards around. I can write those ideas up on whiteboards. Uh, and then turning them into a product, uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's where I hit full retard mode, to be frank. Uh, but that doesn't stop I'm me just, from trying. I'm, I've got, I have like yeah. a re renewed sense of um, uh, enthusiasm behind it. In fact, uh, 
and and I I have also discovered it's sort of a trap to even talk about. I've tried I've been trying not to talk about it as much because um, there's this psychological fuckery that happens when you talk about what you want to be working on or what you're trying to work on. There's uh, stop talking about it and do it. Yeah, exactly. Because when I notice that when I talk about it more often, you almost get the dopamine reward of it having been done just by talking about it, and then you less need it to be done. If that makes yeah, sense. you kind of like trick yourself almost. Yeah, yeah. Fake dopamine hit. Your brain's like, Maybe. oh yeah, that know, thing that you half. want. It's great because you said it out loud, so there it is, and uh, it couldn't be further from the truth. Couldn't be further. Uh, one nugget of truth I know, though, is that uh, if you have a question for Cotton Gin and you are still up at this hour, you can always call the voicemail line. God help you. The phone number, God help you, is 816-607-3663. Uh, I was apologizing last Tuesday to the East Coasters for a late start on Bowl After Bowl because I'm teaching evenings. So um, that's also why it was no problem doing a late night tonight because... I don't have to start class tomorrow till six, so I'll be totally fine. But I might need some of your teachings. It sounds like <laughs> you're kind of on the website of things, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, I need what... to make a website. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. Uh... Sorry to derail you there. No, not at all. I love uh, this. This is the point of the bowls with buds. Um, I would love to kind of show you what what little I know. Um, the fundamentals, man. Like I said, it's like the the building blocks are there, and then I want to have my own stuff on there. It's funny. I took the, I took this boot camp initially because I was so sick of WordPress and I hate WordPress with a fiery passion. And I just want to be done with it forever. And, uh, I graduated three years ago. I'm still on a WordPress website, right now. <laughs> but we're working hey, on no, it. What, what doesn't, what, if it's not broke, don't fix it or whatever that, they say. I mean, the it does. Is, right? The thing you can say about WordPress is it does work. If it ain't broke. It ain't broke. It ain't broke, but it doesn't do all the cool shit that I want it to, man. I want to, uh, I know that if I built my own application, that I could take a lot of these fucking manual steps that I do, in mainly just the hand hacking of my own RSS feed, which, while fun, in a sense, is also like, I don't know. It's just too It ma- probably kind of gets old, right? It's, After a while. It does. It does get old. Like, there's this uh, post-show routine that I have that takes, you know, an hour to 90 minutes, depending on how distracted I get. And <laughs> it could take 10 minutes to, to 12, no matter how distracted I am. You know, I mean, right. uh, the ideal situation is just have a folder with the files that you need at the end. Because all I need is an art, an album art. I need a uh, MP3 file. And, uh, fuck, ideally a chapters file and a transcript file, but even that's not part of my routine right now, you know? Um, That's all I really need. But then, like, generating all those manually. You miss out on all the fun of, like, actually producing it if you get too far down into the weeds, though, right? If it's all just a simple click of a button, what fun is that? Totally. Well, I think that the audio production side of things will never be able to be Ever fully automated, yeah. you know, which is, which is good. I mean, like, I, I don't think I would want that to be automated. You'd probably be able to tell <laughs> yeah, if, if it was time. super automated. It'll sound like an NPR podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the weird cuts all over the place. 
or like some TikTok video where like uh, everything is just like in a, a big fucking spurt makes blood shoot out your nose because they like every time they take a breath or like make another thought they like I don't know how it works I've never made one but I assume that you just hold the button down and like you take your thumb off to pause it because that seems like how it's put together it's like people are just I, I so know. choppy I, you know tiktok.com is blocked on my home network Boost. so <laughs> wow you beat congress I don't know how that works yeah you beat congress a long punch. time ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice very nice. Not to say that TikTok is the sole and only thing that's blocked. There's plenty of other stuff that's blocked, too. Blocked. See, I heard that uh, if you just mute it, then you don't give the satisfaction of blocking them. And then, uh, and then it's a win-win for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me that at some point. I don't remember. Uh, tell me a little more about your, uh, your Fediverse instance. So I, I heard that's like... Uh, you just let it die. Yeah, um, similar to uh, well, I guess this is sort of different, but similar to my node, I kind of when I up and left, I sort of left a few things kind of running and hoping they would continue to run, and that was sort of one of them. And my hat is off to Ariner because he really does put in a ton of work to run uh, a Mastodon instance. Is not a joke, to quote our president. And, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. It takes a little bit of work. I, I, I think of myself as pr like, I'm not super, like I'm not a super nerd. There's clearly people out there who are smarter than me, but I think I'm pretty technically like adept and it's even a little bit challenging to me. So, uh, I just kind of <laughs> let it fall and now I'm going to rely on his hardware. Nice. Yeah, I did see. Or uh, uh, there's a there's also spook.social and you know there's all kinds of instances. I, you don't I, have I've, to. I've been having a great time on the spook lately. The spook yeah. seems like uh, I don't know a little more laid back. It's harder to ruffle feathers, and and I never. By the way, I never <laughs> like go out making a post with the intent to ruffle feathers, but like right? there's always mm. just this. Uh, I don't know. It's just the kind of way that I go about things where I know that's going to be a side effect sometimes. Yeah, you and, have an opinion and you share it. And that's just the nature of the internet. Yeah. it's uh, Some people it's, don't like that. It's risky sometimes. What can I say? <laughs> Caring is like a, it was a risky thing, man. If you care about something, then it could go wrong. You never know. Yeah, it's, it feels like there's like, I don't know. You got to be passionate, right? And passion sometimes brings conflict. Sometimes you get wound up about something and you are saying the right things for the wrong reasons or you're saying the wrong things for the right reasons. And it's just coming out of, you know, passion. Yep. No, I've, I've or been, sometimes you just want to troll. Been there many a time. And yeah, sometimes you just feel like somebody needs to be checked a little bit. <laughs> And there's no such thing on the internet as a little bit, right? Like once you put it into, yeah. once you put it into text and I'm lazy and my style is sort of like a slightly stream of consciousness, little capitalization or punctuation. Like I try to stay away from that most of the time. Uh, and I think that that just allows people to read even more into like however they want to interpret things, you know? It's funny. I, I've been kind of taking the opposite. I used to kind of be sort of, I don't care about punctuation. I don't care about grammar. I'll just type whatever and LOL, all that 
stuff. But as I've gotten older, I think maybe it's getting older. Maybe it's just something that comes with time. I don't know. Maybe it's not related to age at all. You're just but. trying to get a better job. That's what it is, isn't it? You're <laughs> yeah, ready for that. Exactly you're it. ready for that position to break through. Yeah. Get me onto that slave wage again. W2. Ain't nobody hiring these LOL kids out here, man. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I like the LOL. I still say LOL, but like, it's I, just, but like, it's stuff like that. Stuff like that. Sure. No, words. I, there are sometimes <laughs> I will intentionally misspell or, you know, you can type in an accent if you do it right, but then it's, there's just, you're cutting off a certain percentage of people who are going to understand what you're saying <laughs> also, you know? Yeah. You don't get tone over text, right? That's hard to convey. Like I know all the smart ass, I know all the smart ass shit I was going for on every post. When yeah. I look at it, I'm always like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really funny. Uh, Probably not many other people looking at it the same way. And I realize that. I'm all right with that. It's okay. Because we're just, there. Anyway, yeah, that's just the, there for a good time. Yeah. At the end. Exactly. It's all just about, uh, well, I guess some people are genuinely trying to stir stir the pot, so to speak. But, yeah, I just want to have fun. Um, we we uh, pass the pot. We don't stir it here in the bowl. I know it's a <laughs> bowl, but, like doesn't get stirred hey remember there was like 15 minutes ago i was saying something about the voicemail line and then i never played this voicemail if you want to leave a voicemail by the way the number is 816-607-3663 and uh, a caller has done so hey oh it's a uh, sunday because you know it's it is still sunday over there with buds not bowl after bowl that's right so, but it's still the b and the b and the we call it uh yeah, bowls anyway. and buds and bowls and bowls yeah so, Cotton Jane. Yeah. Hello. So, I went to go look on the, the NAS and was like, what's some stuff to ask Cotton Jane about? And then I realized, like, man, he doesn't really, he don't really, you, he, whatever, uh, don't really, like, post a lot on there as far as, like, to your pages. or so I found, like, two pages. It moves his uh, cat, yeah. That you have on there. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I feel like That's I see right. your name a lot popping up. So, maybe it's just, like, commenting and then liking on things. Um, I didn't. Do too much of an investigation, and then probably just because like you boost in shows and stuff like that, podcasts and whatnot. So I just like hear your name, but yeah, kind of got me like thinking like how often like oh yeah we hear a lot about somebody, but then like where are we hearing about them sort of deal? I was like oh it was actually through podcasts and not through through uh, no agenda social. So yeah, anyway, um probably been asked before, but I don't remember how did you uh, get your user profile name. I know, like, you know, Skater Boy 240 or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so I got it because you obviously got enough that you have an instance for Cotton Gin, the Cotton Gin XYZ or whatever it was I saw. So yeah, pretty in depth question here, in depth questions. Um, but yeah, well, we shall have a fun time. Appreciate y'all. I love you guys. Oh, yeah. That dangerous. And, you know, whether it's an overcast day mm-hmm. or it's going to be bright and sunshine shiny where you are at, you're staying inside or you're staying outside, hopefully you have a choice on that and somebody didn't kick you out or you have a house, but, you know, to each his own. Maybe you just like camping all the time. But, yeah, you can always say, Oh. 
He cacawed his last cacaw. Christopher Rattles. <laughs> Sounds like you might need to pass the uh, the joint. I think he's like just secretly does mad rips, but just no one can know that. And so that's how he play, no, that's how he plays it. Thank you, Skater Boy Two Forty. I see what you're doing there, <laughs> Cotton Gin. Uh, Cotton Gin uh, question. Yeah, Where did I guess the name uh, come from? I've just I've originally was like Cotton Gin Tonic, like a play on gin and tonic. Yep. And just uh, one of the things about IRC, uh, some servers don't allow for super long nicknames, so it had to get truncated, and Cotton Gin just was one of the forms. So between those two, you probably see Cotton Gin and Tonic around too. That's my handle on uh, Fountain, I think. Yep. Yeah, the boost from so. Fountain always coming in Cotton Gin Tonic. Interesting. Uh, I do also have a Nas question from Sir Candinavian, uh, who's also interested in your name a bit. He says, ask Cotton Gin how it feels to end slavery with the great Cotton Gin machine, please. Well, I wasn't personally there for it. I'm a machine. <laughs> you are a physical machine. And also a guy in the bowl. You can be both. And I record ISOs. Yeah, you are an ISO... Uh, that's actually uh, kind of something you're just running right now on my personal cottongin.xyz, as Christopher Battles just pointed out. Uh, and I am working on getting it off to its own instance. So I stop getting pinged every time someone sends an ISO. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that would be a pain in the main vein, as they say around here. Uh, you been paying much attention to these ordinals things going on in Bitcoin? I have not. Um, I want to just get some like technical reassurance from a technical, technically sound argument because I just don't see this as a good thing moving forward for the future of the corn. And hmm. like a lot of the guys in the Bitcoiner group are saying like. Oh, Bitcoin! Bitcoin don't care. Oh, this doesn't matter. Oh, free speech to put a like monkey gif on the on the blockchain. A lot of other things. Is like this, this just Bitcoin's attempt at NFTs, or kind of, or people's attempt at NFTs on top of Bitcoin? Right. Like just on their yeah, on their that's chain. That's a better way to put that. Yeah. Uh, but it just okay. This is why it sucks. The mempool has been wrecked ever since this thing rolled out, and Every t Okay, so every time the mempool clears, which we used to have a clear mempool every night for a long time, pretty much, mm -hmm. with a few exceptions, like you'd have a busy week and sometimes fee rates would come up and the mempool would be stuck like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or something like that. Uh, but for the most part, we had clear mempools and we'd be able to open and close channels reasonably at very low fees. And I'm not saying like layer one was going to stay this way forever. But what I'm saying is like the reason it's squeezed out right now is from a technical side, from my limited perspective, it's inexcusable what's going on with the, just the amount of data being jammed into the witness data to house is these transactions uh, related to the zaps. Is this what they're kind of, no, it's a thing called ordinal on the back of, Ordinals. Okay. Yeah. So ordinals. Yeah, I'm completely clueless on this. So ordinals are Bitcoin NFTs, <laughs> and they operate on this ordinal principle, where all satoshis that have ever been mined can be ordered in their order of mining, right? 
And so every X thousand, you know, Satoshis that come out, they have a certain rarity, right? Like the last Satoshi mined in every block is like a, the base level rarity. And then the last Satoshi mined at a halvening will have like a way higher rarity and this, this type of thing. Right. This is like, I I have Satoshi number 69. Look at me. I'm cool. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. And the way it's decided is, um, you, you send a layer one transaction and in the witness data, you put the raw data for whatever your art is, you know? So you just have like raw binary image data going through as witness data for a transaction. So like, I don't know, let me just click on the last block that got, I'm on mempool.space. Last block was solved 18 minutes ago. And if you look at the chunks in the block solve, there's these huge, fat, ugly squares in there that like didn't used to be there. I have not looked at a block in a a little bit. There's these fat, ugly squares, right? And you'll know one is an ordinal. Some of these are like coin joins or other things. You'll know one is an ordinal if there's this giant ass fee and a tiny output that's either like 5,000 sats or 10,000 sats or some nice, even tiny output. And you go to one of those blocks, like I'm looking right now at this transaction, um, input or like the total output 0.002 Bitcoin out. The actual output's 5,000 sats and the fee is 219,000 sats. Right. And if you click on details, and then you click on show all, then you get this uh, 20 page scrolling on witness number. And that's just not what this is for. Like the extra witness data is for witness data, not for just arbitrary data. So I don't like know what the technical way to solve it would be, but this just seems like pretty stupid that people are getting pushed out of the next block to this. And like a lot of guys are just like, we'll just pay a hard fee. But it's not even the fee. Technically I'm worried about fees. Aren't like through the roof right now. You're still getting in the blocks for 10 to 15 blocks are still pretty. uh, Seems like the prices are about what I remember from the last time I made an on chain transaction. But then there's at least right now. And then there's 163 in the hopper, though. And this is the problem. It's yeah. Like, mm. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't see that. Holy. Shit is just jammed up. <laughs> and it's not because of the price or the fee. It's just because of the physical space these blocks. that these yeah. blocks are taken up. And it's I think it's beautifully visualized on Mimble. Yeah, that's crazy. But, like, you used to have a couple of these every once in a while because people were, I don't know, doing something uh, and using older protocols too that's part of it like some people don't use any of the newer protocols like segwit and taproot and other things that save space on the on the chain but i don't know man i just everybody is like evangel evangelically saying that it's going to be fine and i'm not worried that bitcoin's going to fail over it but like i just see a software improvement that needs to happen you know is this just me no more like free blocks well not free but we just all gonna have to pay just a little bit more in the fees i don't know That's 161 blocks i just i think the problem is that you could add like 10 times the amount of people sending regular layer one transactions and not come close to this but if you yeah. if you doubled the people using ordinals like what if what if ordinals just become more popular right what if you double the people do using ordinals that is a way 
poorer scaling proposition on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, man. I've just been pondering it and I just... Everyone says it's no big deal, but nobody says it's no big deal. Like they know. just say it's no big deal. They don't. They're not actually uh, saying why it won't be a big deal. Right. They they're saying like uh, stress us. They're saying Bitcoin is unfazed. Bitcoin don't care. And I'm like, yeah, but what API call returns that information? Like I'm looking at the docs to where I can call and ask if uh, Bitcoin's unfazed and get that returned. And I'm just not seeing in the documentation. I just want a technical solution or explanation i am sorry i i'm uh out of the loop <laughs> no i know uh i kind of am too i'm like i'm screaming again screaming it into the wind but that's what happens know. when you get focused on like one or two things right you go down rabbit holes and then you kind of lose what's going on up above ground with all the other stuff as it rockets past you everything just is uh so scattered and moving so fast that yeah you can't it's like you're screwed either way. If you try to focus on everything, you lose most of it. If you hyper-focus on one thing, you lose everything else, man. It's a challenge. What is a lad it's to life, I guess. What is a lad yeah. to focus on? Everything and nothing. And also pick one thing, I guess. One thing or another. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of that song. I have a terrible voice. I, 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 I will not. Oh, please. I will not. I will not try. <laughs> Many bowlers love the voice of Cotton Gin. <laughs> I have been reliably informed. They're wrong. <laughs> They're wrong. Terribly, terribly wrong. They're misinformed. <laughs> yeah, misinformed nation. Misinformed nation. Uh, Boobs was actually uh, giving me some ideas of some things we could do uh, to get another misinformed nation out. Speaking of another man with ideas. One of them is a, like, boost a clip in idea. If we could just you know, get a threshold of clips that get boosted in and then we just roll one out based on those clips uh, or yeah. something like this. And uh, that seemed cool to me. It just like have certain limits of like the length. It's uh, kind of funny because this is one of the use cases I, I had envisioned for clip slit and clip slit's just still not there because... <laughs> I was just thinking about clip slit. I'm not... How great it would be if I could tell Isobot to upload my clips into Clipslit, and then they're just there for everybody. Well, the cool thing about that is you could have that be another mini boosting universe, you know? Right. So, like, any clip <laughs> could be boosted. Boost, and... Yeah, boost into the, I don't know, 6,969 sats to put your clip into Clipslit. Something like that, I don't know. It would be so fucking awesome. Like in the v in the perfect future, I'm envisioning, right? You got the clip slit. It's making ISOs. You can submit them to shows you think would like them. Uh, if they get played on the show, you get like a a boost Cut per play thing. Like it yeah. just fires off. 1 like split. whenever I use that boost or use that ISO, yeah. Like you could just pull up the site and splits for splits. Hit the fucking button for like a. 50 set or 100 sat fire off, you know? Or set your own. It's I like, mean, if it's value uh, for value, you'd set your own, yep, right? But fire exactly. off and you'd have a suggested sat for each ISO rip. That'd be fucking dope, man. That's <laughs> more of like, a, that's like the next level of pro programmable money. And then like, it's in the ISO, or I mean, it's I in the- notes. It's in the IRC, and the IRC has a little button that you could click to fucking V for V boost it further or go to that same page, see, see the other shit this guy's come up with on his- Sound drops. 
Yeah, uh, you got my uh, gears turning now. I'll, my doodles in my notebook. If I could just click on them, <laughs> the world would be forever altered. <laughs> like a fucking. Uh, that's my Have problem. You, uh, I'm a pen uh, and a paper guy. Plug. Yeah, me too. Do you? Uh, are you familiar with Rocket Book at all? I hate that I'm even being a shill right now. But Please uh, show me something. You gotta show me something. Yeah, Rocket Book. You can like take a picture of it with your phone, and it just like digitize it and makes it all kind of like squares it all up so it's not at a weird angle and all distorted and whatnot, and makes it so you can digitize your notes and drawings and doodles and stuff. It's, I I like it. It works pretty well. Interesting. All with erasable pen. Interesting. Yep. As a also a big pen and paper fan. It it does I will say the paper does not feel exactly like paper. It's it's like a got some sort of plastic coating of some kind over it, so it's a little bit different than normal paper, but it's way better than running on a screen or a tablet. Interesting. Yeah, I always wanted to try one of those things. I did have a my favorite phone I ever had was the Note 3. And I kind of have like Samsung's current version, which uh-huh. is not, it's way past peak. The Note 3 was the perfect phone. You could pull the fucking battery out of it, first of all. Uh, yeah, that way it doesn't explode in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's what the Samsungs like to do. Yeah, I think that was Note 4, that they <laughs> had a few uh, catch fire spontaneously and explode or melt a hole in your pocket and different things. That was a fun one. That's when they, you know, that's when they lost whatever they had, that magic, that juju. They wouldn't let you take the battery out. They also had an IR blaster on the thing. Wow, remember IR blasters? <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Why take away our fun? You know how Where cool, did those go? Yeah. How cool IR blaster on your phone was. Like, what the fuck? I guess it, you never really under, you never knew if it was actually going to work or not. And then, like, you push the button to fake the remote or whatever, and mm-hmm. it kind of works. So it, like, turns on your TV, but doesn't turn on the cable or whatever it is. Because you're trying to control two things at once. Mm-hmm. I, I always kind of struggled with it. But the concept is so cool. And you just, basically, <sighs> why do you need a, a remote anymore? It's on your phone. Exactly. They took it. Never forget what they took from us, man. We had it. Never forget. Headphone ports, IR blasters. There's just I mean. a dumb shit news uh, segment playing at your local bar, and you just turn the fucking thing off. Yeah, pretty soon and we're not even going to have volume buttons. We'll just have no buttons. You'll have to listen at full blast, whatever propaganda they want to beam into our heads. That would be the move. I saw this... Uh, I think it was on developer memes or some shit, but there was this contest for uh, everybody to try and design like the worst possible volume control. <laughs> so like one of them is uh, a regular volume control like you've seen on YouTube or everything else where it's like that up and down that you have to drag, <laughs> uh, except for it drags left to right instead of up and down. <laughs> it's still tall and skinny, but it drags left to Does right. Does it also disappear right as you get your mouse close to it? Oh, for it sure. It seems yeah. like... You know, every bad website out there, bad like, in the term, like, it's not designed well. It seems like you get your mouse close to something you want to interact with, and it just, poof, goes away. Disappears. It's the trackers that pop up and block the yeah. click. Conveniently, the ad pops up right there, and you uh-huh. click the pause button, and nope, you All got the sudden, ad instead. I'm on <laughs> fucking Priceline.com, heading to Bermuda. <laughs> 
They tell me to turn off my ad blocker, and I say, fuck you, I'm <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> How about no? Uh, that's With a side of no. <laughs> An extra rack of no. So how long have you been uh, away from the node? On the lamb, on the run? Uh, January 2nd. January 2nd. That's a big chunk. January 1st, somewhere right around there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much yeah it's all, been nice. Pretty much all year. Yep, all of 2023 so far. That's tight. That's tight. I'll probably be heading back east, I don't know, April, May, somewhere around there. We've and then I'll be able to tend to the many things I've put on the back burner. We've got to make like our plans to go back east. Yes. The, the east coast yeah, is calling. It's been a, a while since I've seen you guys up there, too. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I think that was the last time we were out. Pretty sure, right? Yep. Yeah, need to go back. No doubt about that. What do you... Can stare at paintings on walls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you miss anything about Massachusetts now that you've been away for three months? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> what is it That's with like you the, guys and I gotta, Yeah, I gotta say that, right? It's uh, honorary, or not honorary, but it's like my obligation. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I take that back a little bit because <laughs> Dunkin's has kind of gone downhill big time over the last like decade or two. But uh, I do kind of miss, like, a good cheap cup of coffee. It's all Starbucks out here and, like, uh, the yeah. hoity-toity uh, pull-off to the side of the road. Yeah, like the coffee too. shops, Pacific Northwest. Yep. If I didn't say that, Pacific Northwest is where I'm at at the moment. And so, yeah, coffee is kind of a big deal here. Yep. You can't just find uh I guess there's uh, Timmy Hortons if I want cheap swill but, or McDonald's. McDonald's is not bad. I don't know. It's just the not the swim. same. I want Dunkin's. <laughs> the Dunkies. Fucking Dunkies, kid. What were you telling me about that Dunkin' commercial? Oh, yeah. They had a Super Bowl ad. And I guess it was very difficult for them to pick out customers to use in the ad because when they pulled up to the window and saw, who was it? Fucking. Fucking Marky Mark, right? Mark Walker? <laughs> No, it was no, uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Was it? I don't remember now. Freaking celebrities. One of those idiots. One of them yeah. fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> In just total Massachusetts style, the customers would just cuss him out and drive away and like, I'm not taking my coffee from you. <laughs> just mass holding out on him. Yep. Yeah, we got the, uh, we recently upheld the right to be rude. So that was kind of cool. It's like a total mass hole thing. Yeah, tell us, tell us the bowlers more about that. Uh, <laughs> I guess there was some sort of like a uh, lawsuit or something. I didn't go deep into like the origin of it, but uh, like the other day, the Massachusetts Supreme Court upheld um, some sort of language that was like written by our forefathers way back in the 177 like 1780 or something like that in the Massachusetts constitution that basically says we have the right to be like, tell the king to fuck off cuz that's where we were at at that point in time oh, and yeah. in Massachusetts somebody tried to say like you have to be polite. You have to be well-mannered. You can't swear. You can't cuss or something like that. And they challenged it and won. Yeah, they said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he said, bullshit. Uh, you work for me, not the uh, other way around. 
That's right. Oh, man. That is the cool, uh, real Massachusetts is the fr- the freedom thing. Man, that's like the home of freedom and the Boston uh, Tea Party and... Yeah. The old school stuff. The fucking snowballs with rocks. Boston Massacre shit. Yeah. The foundation, man. Yeah. If that's the story you want to believe anyway. Oh, it is. It's my favorite one. Because that's the one they told me as, a ki- as a, when I was a kid. And they had like picture books and stuff. That's the best one. Gotta be. Amen. Fist bump. Amen, fist bump. I want to talk about weed. Oh. I don't know if that's allowed, but <laughs> I think I'll allow it. Cotton Gin, you remember the first time you ever smoked weed? Oh boy, I do. Uh, it was also the first time I drank. Nice. Um, I drank Bacardi 151. I was probably, boy, I forget what age I was, 14 or 15. But, uh, but yeah, my, my best friend growing up uh, was big into weed. I don't even know how he got into weed. Probably somebody he knew. But he was a big stoner. And, uh, yeah, he just got me kind of into it. I uh, smoked on and off with him for most of my teenage years and then kind of fell out of it once I got into my career path for my early adult life. And then, uh, yeah, I've gotten back into it since. <laughs> comes full circle yeah the circle of pot did you get yeah, high was, the was, first time oh i did yeah i definitely yeah. did yeah i got very very high like to the point where i was like freaking out i thought i was gonna die well i, I mean maybe not die but i was definitely freaked out a little bit yeah i remember i got like so giddy i just ran around in circles it's around like the, my car yeah we had like uh <laughs> We were just parked out in the middle of nowhere, kind of a gravel cul-de-sac off an old dirt road. I was in my uh, my friend's homie's like pad apartment or whatever. His nice. dad's apartment, I guess, not his. We were all kind of 14, 15. See, you're the exception that proves the rule. Because a lot of bowlers say they didn't get high the first time they smoked. Huh. I find that hard to believe. I, I think they maybe just didn't realize it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm. Who am I to tell people what their experiences are? I think mine was just a combination of like, I didn't really fucking hit it. I choked mm. on the first hit and didn't hit anymore. And was like, no, uh, like it freaked yeah, me out. You, know? uh, <laughs> you start coughing all. <laughs> oh god, like a, like a bitch, dude. Real bad. To the point where the dude was like, it was a guy I work construction with, and he was like, you know, in his forties. And I was like 16 or some shit. I think it was 16 at the time. And then when I choked on that thing, he was like, oh man, this kid is never fucking... Sp-. Like they assumed I just was a stoner, you know? So I was kind of like, I don't know. Wearing a Pink Floyd t-shirt? Yeah, I had a Pink Floyd hat on every day. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. That's all it takes. Stereotypical bro. stoner. All it takes is a Pink Floyd hat every day, bro. Then they think they know things about you. But I don't know. Grateful Dead shirt or something. They weren't wrong. They were just early. That's all. <laughs> they knew what they were dealing with. Oh, shit. How is the uh, weed scene out there in PNW as compared to uh, the East Coast? Way cheaper. Uh, probably by virtue of it being more established. It was yeah. only recently, I think, Massachusetts legalized it compared to uh, 
at least Washington. I'm I'm not familiar with Canada's legalization actually, but mm. um, Washington State and Colorado were like the two that OGs, right? Yeah, in the states. Yep. I want to say like 2012 for Colorado, I believe. 2013, somewhere around there. I voted for it in Colorado. I lived in Colorado at the time. Nice. Yeah. That was cool. We had a lot of uh, dudes in the normal and uh, the activism scene that went right out there when it legalized. It was actually, it was kind of a brain drain on probably everybody uh, as far as like dudes that were active in their own states, like normal and yeah because resources once, just get focused on those two states yeah well if you're if a bunch of dudes are finally like holy shit i could have a career in what i've always wanted yeah now Fleet. they're gonna go get it yep. you know duh so hell yeah and and more power to them you know fucking let's kick ass but yeah it's definitely cheaper in the pacific northwest uh i don't quality wise i don't know it's i've never been a good judge on quality if it smokes it usually gets me high yeah that's enough so if it works then it works <laughs> yeah if it doesn't work then we got problems man they're even uh, ragweed i haven't really like it's whatever you know it still gets me high so mm-hmm. oh man i don't know how we were stoned on this fucking ditch weed we brought back one time from up north it was crazy i don't know if if it's just like, it's like one the of those harshness i guess it might have been that it was just early. Like, I don't think that would work for me now, you know? Or maybe I would know the difference of uh, levels or whatever. But you can't really get shit out of just the, <laughs> the male leaves is what we had, essentially. I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe that is something I do want to definitely dive in on is, like, the, the botany side of it and actually grow it myself and all of that. I want to get into the DIY aspect of it. Because right now I'm a slave. I just buy it from whoever has got it, whether it's, you know, a friend or the official route through a store. Yeah. And then I'm paying all sorts of taxes. and Right. Like, it's just a plant, right? <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck? Uh, it's pretty wild. How, how hard it's... can it be? It's called weed. It is called yep. weed. It grows like a weed because it is weed should just be stop being lazy right if i can sit down and write a bot that grabs what people say on the internet i can probably fucking grow a plant so i say so i'd say so uh we had ben the other day telling us about his uh grow hort classes he like teaches people to do that virtually online. it was fascinating it's fucking killer I was like, that sounds fun, man. That sounds like an exit strategy or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of what you're doing, but with the code, right? Yep. Yeah, so sort it's of. pretty similar in time frame, at least. Maybe not in content material. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, in time and in talent, but maybe not in, in treasure. Uh, uh-oh. He has been... Uh, oh, boy. He's been not having it lately. He's been quiet. That's, I think, the first I've heard him. This has been. Unless I've just not been paying attention. No, he's uh he was snoozing until just now. Now he's distraught. That's funny. Had a bad dream or something. Um Boy, how's that life? That <laughs> That's so wonderful. I'm so happy for you guys. It's pretty uh I don't know, it's almost like uh I'm super used to just having a baby always around. Because now we've had one <laughs> for so long, you know? Yeah. Perpetual baby. I've had somebody under two for the last six years. Well, just keep at it. So, yeah, it's been great. 
been another one. Once he starts eating, though, we might be able to get rid of some of these eggs, dude. They are cranking out because of the weather change, I think. Yeah, since it's starting to warm up. I'm having to, like, now make an effort to eat eggs, which is fine. Like, that's a good thing to have to do, but... Yeah, I mean, especially with egg prices. I don't know. Oh, man, yeah. Like, five bucks a dozen here. I don't know about elsewhere. Because this is usually one of the cheaper places for most things across the country. Ah, eggs. I love (laughs) eggs. I could eat eggs for breakfast. I could eat eggs for lunch. I could eat eggs for dinner. Yeah, me too. It's like I my eat eggs in my sleep. My go-to if you're gonna just like cook something, you have people over, and everybody and just waking up my, and drank the the day before. You're just like, oh, I'm gonna hit them with some eggs. Everyone's gonna be like, eggs. It's like a perfect hangover cure. Right away, it gets them with some of that uh, barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Such a good combination. I chopped the leftover ribs up when Cotton Gin was here last. <laughs> put them in a scramble my dad always used to do that just like put the leftover shit in a scramble the next day he's the way to do it first time he ever did it was with pizza and so he just like chopped up the pizza from the day before and scrambled it it's like holy shit man's on to something um i wanted to ask you about your boy scout shit because there's a lot of like boy scouts out there in the no agenda sphere too and like how far you made it and like what where you started in scouting? Well, I started uh, probably like many did as a wee below in the Cub Scouts. Nice. Or whatever the very first rank is. I forget now. It's you're what, eight years old or something? Nine years old? Uh, very young. I think they had Tigers at five was the first one when I started. Tigers. There it is. Yeah. In, like Tiger first Cub. grade. So yeah. You it shows you how good of a scout I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely a tiger cub, though. My my parents en- enrolled me when I was young, and uh, I made it all the way. I went all the way through and uh, worked my butt off and got eagle. Nice. In two thousand four or two thousand, yeah, two thousand four. So that was a uh, yeah, similar path. I got mine in 05. Okay, that's that's cool. Yeah, it is. It's uh. I, in fact, speaking of, it's kind of weird. Uh, I went out for a hike today, as you do, to enjoy the great outdoors. Absolutely. And three, no less than three eagles flew over me. That's oh. tight, man. Yeah. They're all over the place here. It's great. It's wonderful to see. Because I, I don't know if, do you have eagles there in Missouri? Yeah. I they're... actually am unfamiliar with their actual like nesting and housing patterns and all of that. There's a bald eagle sanctuary a little ways north of here. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but we used to go there a few times for scouts. Uh, I just remember them uh, being like endangered basically as a kid. So it's cool to see that they're not, I guess, endangered anymore. I don't know if they're still technically on the list or not, but I guess they made a big turnaround. So that's cool. Yeah, I know they brought a lot of them back. Let's see. They're now least concern, yeah. Yeah. Least concern. So it's it's cool from like the 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 kid in me is like, wow, this is super rare, three eagles, right? But I guess probably twenty twenty three me is, you know, they might not be as rare as. You mean while eagles are just I like think. all <laughs> over the place, you just right? haven't noticed them. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's always cool to see an eagle. We uh, the last time I saw one pretty close was at. Uh, 
this pond my dad likes to fish at in Liberty. And uh, it's like near some baseball fields. And so then there's this like American flag and this bald eagle came in and like hovered over Perched the... on it? It no like way. It like swooped. No, it didn't land on the flag, but it came in front of the <laughs> flag and swooped over the water, you know, because it was just looking for something to eat. It was trying to fish. I was kind of legit scared. They're they're scary birds, right? They're, they're and I always big, think yeah. I'm yeah, they're massive and I'm sitting out kind of in the open like ready for it to just swoop down and peck at me or something, yeah. carry me off to its nest. At least try to. Man, if it's ever me versus a bird, I'm not going to lose that fight. <laughs> they might fuck me up a little bit, but yeah, I shouldn't say scared. I wasn't like like shaking in my knees, but like, <laughs> just, just gives me a little pause. Make right? it could go away. <laughs> yeah. No, those things are uh, respect. I'm very yeah, respectful of uh, wild animals. They're an intimidating force. Let's say. Reminds me of that video. Of the was it like an eagle or a hawk or some shit carrying that kid away? Oh for a little... yeah, that little girl is just standing there, and then. Comes in, grabs her, but her dad was only a couple yards away, so he's able to knock the kid out of the claws. Yeah, they're not even real, right? Birds aren't real, according to Sir Seatsitter, so it's just got to be a giant robot, and I don't trust them. They're going to yeah. carry me off somewhere and put shit up my ass. <laughs> just mine your data. <laughs> starting <laughs> starting from deep within your butthole, and then working the way out till, till they have everything. It's a real problem, these birds so-called birds yeah i'm trying to find like stupid bird sanctuary i can't find it is anywhere. it sandy island no that's what came up that's not ringing no. the bell that's in, that's like st louis side isn't it yep yeah that's why it's not ringing a bell damn it i'll i'll look it up so i have to go there it's been ages since i've been there but yeah they got hella bald eagles up there and they have like eagle days and you know the whole nine yards as you would as you would so uh but yeah, I went through and uh, did the whole thing, attained that that illustrious rank. Uh, I don't, unfortunately, I don't think I'd have to really look hard, but I don't believe I actually have the certificate anymore. Like you, I can't hang it on my wall. Oh man, I have like yeah. all the merch. My mom used to get all of the merch that went along with it, every last bit. I did at one point in time, but through all the various moves I've made in my life, it's just kind of gotten unfortunately lost yeah. in the shuffle. I know how that shit goes, too, for sure. Uh, I think that most of my stuff stayed at my parents' house when I went off to college. It's the only reason I still have mine, for sure. Because, like, yeah. I don't know, man. You live in some places, and, like, shit just gets torn up or goes missing. Mm-hmm. I wish younger me had taken more pride in it and been more careful with it. I'd still have it today, but yeah. You know, oh well. What Can't can you really live in the past like that. It's true. <clears throat> All it's doing it go. here is uh, taking up room. Amen. I don't, I don't know. I was raised by a definite hoarder, though, so I got those. Uh, I I know how to do it. <laughs> Not a success. Me too, do. man. <laughs> I got plenty of <laughs> for all the stuff I don't have. There's plenty of stuff I do have. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Uh, liquor was one because I don't okay. really like drink a lot. Yeah, but, but you have drink, you just I hoard like a lot to. of it. Yeah, yeah. you so, like to have a selection, right? <laughs> exactly. And then when alcoholics visit me, they're like, "Oh shit, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know how to fucking party or whatever." 
And I'm like, dude. But really, like, you've had like one or two sips or something, whatever. This is in the from, <laughs> yeah. Years ago. This is like all, this is like a, over a decade building a collection, man. <laughs> yeah, not me. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I guess, borderline alcoholic, but not to the point where I like had to drink, but I definitely had a problem with it. And uh, yeah, I would not have any sort of collection. Collections are meant like, I don't know. It's like rookie mode. I want to drink it. Right. It's there. The first time I got the collection pretty well, uh, one of my alcoholic buddies stayed for a few nights. And then by the time he left, I like go back there and it's all drank except for like one shot in every <laughs> bottle. And she left me like one swig in every single bottle. And I'm like, oh, no, bro, I didn't drink at all. I was like, bro, you got some left. <laughs> why did you just fucking kill a couple these at that point? Like, now this is work for me, you know? Oh, my God. What a mistake. Uh, I, I'm I'm all weed now. I love weed. I, I still drink. I've been drinking a little. I've, uh, I've got a, a Strongbow of all places. Oh, apple cider. strong move. Yes, I love Strongbow. <laughs> But uh, I, I I used to drink a lot when I was younger, but between the hangovers and just everything, I just don't really like it anymore. So weed yeah. is my you know my choice, my go to. Yeah, I feel like a, a little weed goes along way longer. Yeah, for when, sure. When you start drinking, you just have to keep drinking, or else it, like you start then, to hurt. <laughs> Your tolerance goes up, and it's, like, on a different scale than it is with weed. Like, I can still get high. It might not be as high, but, like, with drinking, I just have to keep, 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 keep going. Yep. Yep. Definitely. It's a tough, uh, tight rope to walk. that's a personal problem, right? <laughs> that's possible. I don't know. Some people are really good. I used to be a lot better at it. I think a part of it's, like, environmental and, you know, the your atmosphere and who you're surrounded by, too. I mean, like, when I managed the bar and music venue... You know, I was always drinking, but it was like part of the job in a sense too, you know? So it's just, I don't know. Like yeah, uh, taking a... And our society normalizes drinking so much. Like you can't go anywhere without, oh, like even to a restaurant just to eat. And the server's like, can I start you out with anything to drink? And there's usually like a drink menu. And, and that can mean anything, right? They don't necessarily mean alcohol, but right. you're presented with a menu that's got beer, wine, and liquor on it 90% of the time that's or right. whatever. That's where they get you on the fucking bill, man. Budweiser ads everywhere. So it's expensive to so drink normalized. Out. Yeah. Yeah, when I was working the bar, it was like... Uh... That was just part of the pr- fucking protocol routine is like a Jameson shot with like the band and crew before <laughs> and then at, at the end of the night, well, you know, one on each side. It was just like part of the checklist you were running down doing your job as manager, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someday we'll get there with like the weed equivalent where people will just be out like smoking joints and shit. That is what I really love. Uh, yeah. Look forward to. I would love to have a spot like that. It would be awesome. That's uh, that's what Bullet After Bull was all about in the origin. Oh yeah, it was just I a, guess yeah. I, uh, what's the origin story of Bull After Bull? It's uh, it's gonna be one day a bowling alley that you can smoke at. Oh like yes, like a public consumption bowling alley, and the like. When I first bowl after bowl, when I first really wanted to do it, it was after I went to a cannabis cafe in uh, in Oregon. We were in Portland and we stayed 
four we ended up staying four nights because we missed our flight the fourth day out of there oh no oh darn so we had to stay another day at the cannabis cafe and it was just like a oregon was medical only at the time and it was just a patient's lounge medical lounge right so you had to be a medical card holder in oregon and then you had to be also a member of this private club and hmm. then you basically paid the club five bucks at the door and get a free t-shirt everything was just free so there well, i guess like, not it, the t-shirt is the five dollars and then you get free weed or whatever there's not even a t-shirt involved unfortunately i wish there was i wish i would have got a t-shirt t-shirts because they, they're no longer there uh, i'm sure they actually had some but i was so baked there was just no chance there was this <laughs> old uh stoner walking around uh making people take these gravity bong hits and he had like a glass it was the first time i've ever seen like an actual prepared piece that was a gravity bong it was like a glass gravity bong like a professional one you know i'm only gravity bongs i ever had were fucking home depot buckets and like a milk jug with the bottom cut off you know like <laughs> or a two liter bottle I guess I, uh, <laughs> this is where my like even though i've smoked for off and on for like 20 years i I'm, i've basically had one bong my entire life and it wasn't wasn't mine it was my friends right so my bong experience is so what even is a gravity bong okay so here's a gravity bong you have to have some sort of vessel full of water and then you have a separate vessel that dips into the water so like our redneck versions would be a home depot or five gallon bucket filled with water and then okay. you take a two liter or a milk jug and you cut the bottom off and you put that in the water all the way you know you just dip it down until the water comes up almost to the lit the lip of the jug and you've got a bowl on top, just like any kind of bowl will do with the down stem, as long as the air is blocked there. So you light the bowl as you lift up that uh, jug or whatever you've got, and just the water being pulled down draws smoke into the jug. The vacuum or capillary or whatever it's called. Yeah. Abel Kirby would know. And so it just roasts like just thick, yellow, nasty smoke into that jug. And then you take the bowl <laughs> off the top and you push the jug back down. It, that same effect like pushes that shit right into your lungs. And then you like a valve on an engine, I guess. Exactly. A, yeah. And then you fall down on the floor with your eyes bleeding. And just, <laughs> and just coughing and coughing. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to have to find a gravity bond. It's a certain experience. It's not like uh, what you would use as your everyday driver, for <laughs> sure. Your daily uh, your daily rib sesh. But uh, it's kind of a spectacle and a feat. And one of those fun... It, it, just like a beer bong or like any fucking party bong situation. You know, you're like going the extra mile for funds. Uh, but he was just running around just destroying everybody with that gravity bong. And then there was somebody with a volcano... You ever had a, seen a volcano vaporizer? Or tried one of them? Yeah. Yeah. I have not tried one, but I've seen them. Yeah. It's been I want one. fucking yeah. forever since I've seen one in the wild. But we used to have one that traveled with our normal chapter. Um, so we would just like pass it between the officers every couple of months. It'd just like stay at all of our houses. It's what I've been primarily, well, not primarily. With Bizzle, I've been kind of smoking joints. She likes to smoke. But uh, 
I have a, a vape thing that does vape flower. I forget even the, the name of it, which is a good thing. I can't be a shill for it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's neat. It's a little flower vape. It's great. Vapes are cool. Vapes are nice. But it's not, I'm not vaping constant, like the cartridge or whatever. It's just flower. It's nice. Yeah. I, I want to get as close to the flower as I can get. I'm tired of going, getting like these questionable carts or right. who knows where it came from. Man, one time I had It this. theoretically has got a label on it, but uh, I don't know. I had one that was just like a, what was it? Like a tropical flavored shit or pineapple something? pineapple something. It was so bad. It didn't even really, like you got stone, but you also got something else that was yeah. like, what is going on here? Headache. I always get weird headaches sometimes with if the cart isn't quite right. Yeah, almost like a headache. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah, I love flower. That's the way. Flower, flower. above all, man. Whole plant, you know, I, the, the closer you get to the whole plant of any medicine, I think yeah. the the less the less risk overall you're taking. I don't know. But like, Why do we have to think that we can do it better than nature did? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't sure. get that obsession. <laughs> I'm not too sure, man. It's, uh, it's the whole patent issue, I think. It's probably the big stickler there. Got to monetize it. Yeah. <laughs> These fuckers. They're just trying to ruin a good thing, you know? Control us. Oh, speaking of ideas Boobery had, that was my other note that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boobery's boost pick idea. So I, basically we've got to like come together and talk more about these uh, tech solutions. Maybe we can help one another. Yeah, we've we've probably all had like the same idea. We probably all have the same notes in our own notebooks, right? <laughs> or at least very similar notes. Likely, I know we've been talking about uh, IRC boost for years. Uh, <laughs> all this stuff. He was suggesting we do a like a boost pick reply, uh, similar to uh, some of his uh, gematria and numerology boost pictures. Like certain numbers trigger certain picks. Right. Um, which seems like, I mean, I've got a fucking lot of pictures I could use. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's something I got to fucking nail down and work out, too. He sent me the uh, code behind his magical numerology stuff over there in the IRC. Yeah, we should, and here, well, we should listen to me saying what we should or shouldn't do. Don't shit yourself. And this kind of gets back to your uh, centralization thing too, right? How do we consolidate or do we consolidate around some sort of like GitHub or something? It seems to be the popular. I know, right? That's so unfortunate. There's got to be a better like Git. Or we I don't just know. Need it's Noster like for why code. Why can't we just have a uh, boost code? That, that would be a something. Boost the, update the code on the literally you, you uh, pay some sats to fork, right? Mm-hmm. And there that solves your using it without you know attributing problem. I had this. Uh, I guess I don't know. I had this weird thought of uh, while I was grading some of these um, projects that come my way. I thought, wouldn't it be interesting to have a site that is like not hosted on uh some kind of DNS live server like you don't go to a URL a but you just name yeah you just like unzip a file and run it locally and it just hits API calls anyway so you just like run it on a local host or whatever right 
And so it would never be able to be taken down if you have the source code. You could just do pulls from Git periodically to get like updates if like the site's updated. Yeah, DNS is really kind of a weak point, isn't it? Sort of. It is if they, yeah, if they want to go after a domain or something, take a domain down. But then if you just have a code and you know where it's hosted and you can pull the recent changes, I don't know. I feel like that would just be so much harder to go after, you know? Like, what are you going to do? I have that on my fucking local drive, dork. It's kind of like how it used to be, right? We didn't, before the World Wide Web, I mean, we ran all these apps on our computers, didn't touch the internet. Yeah, you're right, you're right. We used to run shit locally and store shit locally. It's weird. Yep. Think about. Not that very long ago. I just figured, you know, if everything's either a database or an API call that's out there somewhere. Interop, like Dave has kind of gotten at this with the whole, like one of the main goals, I guess, of podcasting 2.0 is interoperability. Totally. Yeah. If you have that, then you don't really need anything else. Yeah, that's why if you can also, get to whatever data that you want to process and see, like if it's just in plain text and not some proprietary binary format, then you know, doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that's the uh, beautiful world because you could, you know, you could still do everything you wanted to do, send a boost or whatever the fuck, you know. As long as you have an internet connection, you could run that shit locally, man. Go to my website. Run my website. Yeah, we figured out how to some of those uh, podcasting 2.0 apps work offline, right? And they, you can still stream sats. Just kind of like stock it all up and then send it when you reconnect. Can oh, that's like pretty. That. Yeah, I would love to have that be the norm, really. I think it would be better with uh, routing and channel fees and shit more efficient if like all the apps did batch instead of the... Uh, the literal once As every minute happens. thing. Yeah, right. Like maybe they could even interface it out that it happens once every minute, tick, 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 tick. But then like once you stop playing, it just batch sends it all. Right. I think that would be a... Elegant solution. Mm-hmm. Something I would try to do if I was... That's the thing. I haven't done any lightning building. Not yeah, to, me either. I, I've, I've read a lot about it and it just all fucking yep. melts my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, it's all fancy math and nerd shit that I don't have the brain for. Web, <laughs> I just Web like LN taking good pieces example. of things and putting them together into yeah. something that kind of works. Yes. I don't like necessarily getting down into like low level, build it from scratch kind of stuff. That's way beyond my level. Give me a library. Give me a framework. I'll I'll bring a color palette to the. Th- <laughs> Yeah, paint by numbers, code by numbers. Give me a code by numbers. I'll fill in the blanks. (laughs) That's what I can bring to. I can I can pick really good colors for your theme. (laughs) I we need people like that, right? There's people who do the low level stuff that have no clue how to build something that normal people can use. So (laughs) we need people who, at all levels, who can just kind of make things. And so if. I guess if you're out there and you're kind of on the fence about trying to write code or contribute to something, just, just, just do it. Absolutely. Stop being scared of it. Yeah, man. I wish that that's uh that's like a huge gap in the education system. I've, I have decided because the only other web I learned was while I was homeschooled, we had this DVD 
company was called Standard Deviance, and it's just like a <laughs> a bunch of. Uh, I never really got that double entendre on it until like much later. <laughs> uh, it was just like an educational series, so they had a bunch of videos on like math and reading and all sorts of shit. But they had one that was HTML, basic HTML, in like two thousand one. So I made like the really shitty sites in a uh, text <laughs> edit file, you know. Hot Dog Express or something. Yeah. Like Back yellow. Then, front page, front page 2000. Yellow background, red font, ketchup and mustard yeah. type shit, man. <laughs> Flash and marquee tag. I'm trying to remember. I think that it was all inline styling, too, because I don't. I feel like I never really knew CSS. Until later yeah, that's on. where I'm coming from. With that's why I said I was kind of needing maybe your uh, website trainer because I the last time I built like a serious website besides like frameworks and stuff, no, you know, nothing that would actually people would use mm -hmm. uh, was just HTML, like 3.0 or something, 4.0. Yeah, now you got the CSS and you got the JavaScript yeah, and you got more JavaScript right. and then they jam more JavaScript in there. <laughs> JavaScript everywhere. I hate JavaScript. JavaScript. I don't want to touch JavaScript. It's so stupid. Fuck JavaScript. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, yep. And yet that's everything my, relies on it and everything works on it. So it's like unavoidable. I know. Yeah. It's so funny because like all of the bins who have been around the block are like, they all hate on JavaScript. And I'm like, yeah, it's like <laughs> yet, the fucking only thing I know. And I don't even know it like well enough to flex. It's de facto but, what everybody uses. Yeah, it's wild, so, man. It's wild. I know, I know me some C sharp. Unless you're Sir Bemrose, I guess he turns off all JavaScript. Yeah. Based in uh, JavaScript blocked. Oh, all my React ap applications, uh, they say JavaScript must be enabled to see this site. There's something to that, I guess, if you really, if you really care about running scripts. Um, I know what I always threaten to do. In fact, it's still kind of on my maybe someday list is uh, make a brutalist version of Abel and the Wolf that serves like if you have no script on, you know. Cause, I'm surprised he uh, Abel doesn't already have something like that. That's something that's kind of up his alley. I think maybe I'm uh, mistaken. I just, that's my job. That's why it's not done. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'll get it done sometime. I'd like to at least have like a basic <laughs> bitch version with still ha that still has like links, you know, for where you can go. Because I'm pretty that's sure you That's the can... whole music stuff. That I haven't even gotten really a chance to dive into music side project. That's like kind of one of the things you and I, well, me, you, and Abel were all talking about was like yeah. the music thing i and now it's cool to finally see that happening i totally agree i was gonna go in there and i started making like some design css touches because i just wanted to like contribute something to somebody uh -huh. and yep. then uh, been there. i was like doing it when i didn't have time to so i was only making the most uh -huh. minor adjustments and shit and then going back and then uh, i didn't really know how uh themes and color themes and um, variables are managed in Svelte because he's doing it in Svelte. And so it's just like, everybody's coded in something else and then you got to relearn that. And you you can yeah, pull through the files and you're like, oh shit, I can put CSS here. It's fine. It's like valid CSS. Like, here's some styling I could add here. Uh, oh, here's where components are. But then um, 
you know, you'll put those changes in and they'll be like, oh, well, it's actually better to map it over here because I want people to choose a theme that's stored throughout the app. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Everyone's got to have an opinion on how to design apps yeah. on, on everything, right? I guess. Yeah, we definitely. It's, we're opinionated by nature. I know. I, tr I try to keep that as part of the theme uh, when I'm teaching, too. It's like, I don't know. One of my things is when I'm making notes in the code, I got to have it on its own line. Um, <laughs> Instead of relying on word wrap off to the side, yeah, and uh, so I'll just put explicit line breaks in the in the notes part, and then I'm like, you know, this really doesn't matter. I'm just doing this for me. You may have a different opinion. I've I've I found that 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 is a pretty generally good rule of thumb is explicit is usually better than implicit. Yeah, usually, usually, but hey, it compiles either way. It's still yeah, <laughs> right. Still well, I'm a I'm a Python nerd, so like I don't even care about types. So oh, look at you. I guess as a JavaScript person, you don't really care about types either. It right? meant <laughs> not really. No, the types will sort themselves out in the end. <laughs> yeah, in JavaScript, you could just do whatever the fuck you want, really. Yeah, it, two plus two, and it works out fine. Yes, somehow it's two two. Two plus two is two two. Unless you ex uh, explicitly cast it as a number. Yeah. And it'll be like, what are you doing? Hell, I don't know what I'm doing. That's why it's uh, it's 2 a.m. You're in the frickin' uh, FEMA <laughs> Region 7. Can you believe that? Uh, midnight. Just about to hit midnight here. No, it just did. It's the stroke of midnight. Well, shit, man. It's been Hell a wonderful yeah. uh, time with you in the bowl. It's always good to talk to you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. We'll have to get together and uh, maybe make a regular talk about uh, what we can do yeah. further in code and uh, websitery and ISO uh, for sure. ISO domination of uh, first the country and then the globe. ISOcraft or something. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I guess we. Oh, ISOcraft. Ooh, you're dangerous there. Yeah, treading on other people's territory. No, I really like it, though. <laughs> the further I got into it, the more I liked it. I love it. Crafting ISOs. But, uh... It's what you're fucking really good at, man. I love that. If, uh, if it weren't for you tracking these ISOs, man, we would have missed out on a lot of gyms over the past, uh, year or two that That's we've been tracking true. these things. <laughs> My pleasure. I, I, I love ISOs. It's just how I think, I guess. I don't know. My I, pleasure bringing it to the masses, so to speak. Well, we also want to thank all the bowlers for hanging out, uh, even though it's a late one. Uh, although, you may be listening to this in the future at whatever damn time you please. Either way, appreciate you hanging out. We're going to be back at it this Tuesday, as always. Although, again, an hour later, 10 central start time. Uh, but till then, I'll stay Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'll be Dame DeLorean. And I'll be Cotton Gin. Until next time, bowlers, may your bowls burn ever brighter. That, that guy's probably a dancer. Where did it come from? Where did, where did it come from? <laughs>
Fletcher wannabe. Shut up, Dre. I'm never, ever, ever gonna smoke weed again. Thank you, Dora. So hard. Oh my God, yes. I'm sure they were just kissing all over themselves for that. Listen, we may be a little high. I mean, late. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. Bowlafterbowl.com. Bowlafterbowl.com.